Gender Pay Gap Information Act 2021 was signed into law in July 2021. Just last month, the Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth made regulations requiring certain employers to publish information in relation to the gender pay gap in their organisations. In addition, employers will be required to publish the measures taken by them to eliminate or reduce the gender pay gap. With the spotlight being shone on different levels of pay between men and women in the workplace, should similar consideration be given to differing levels of pensions coverage? Hello, my name is Sarah McCaig and I am a partner in the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. And I am Daniel Waters, an associate in the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. In this audio briefing, we are going to be talking about the gender pensions gap, what the law says on the topic, and whether the advent of auto-enrolment is likely to improve the situation. Back to the Gender Pay Gap Information Act and whether it relates to pensions. The short answer is no. Employers to whom the Act applies, that is employers with 250 or more employees for the next two years, decreasing to 150 and then 50 or more employees, are required to report on the following information. Ordinary pay, bonuses, total hours worked, hourly remuneration, the proportion of male and of female employees who received bonus remuneration, the proportion of male and of female employees who received benefits in kind, and quartiles, This is where an employer ranks their employees in order of remuneration levels and then divides the entire cohort into four quartiles called lower, lower middle, upper middle and upper. Once that's done, employers must report on the percentages of men and women in each of these quartiles. There is no requirement to report on or assess any pensions gap between male and female employees. This is despite the fact that European case law, where basic non-discrimination principles come from, determined back in the 1980s that pay is to be read in a wide fashion to reflect the modern understanding of pay as extending to more than simply wages or salary. Judgments of the Court of Justice of the European Union, including Bilka Kaufhaus and Barber, interpreted European references to pay as encompassing benefits under occupational pension schemes. Including pensions in the definition of pay makes sense, as pension benefits are a valuable element of remuneration. So, if employers are not being asked to report on pensions under the Gender Pay Gap Information Act, does that mean that there is no gender pensions gap to be concerned about? Again, Research is showing us that the short answer is no. On International Women's Day in March of this year, Insurance Ireland's Gender Pension Gap Working Group presented a paper titled Mitigating the Gender Pension Gap in Ireland. The paper noted that the ESRI estimates the gender pension gap in Ireland to be at around 35%. It appears that the main reason is that women are less likely to receive supplementary pensions, that's pensions other than the state pension, 
due to lower paid work and part-time work or extended periods out of the workforce for caregiving reasons. Many women lose important pension contributions when on maternity, parental or other carer leave, as many of these breaks in service are unpaid, with no pension contributions being made during these periods. This situation has only been made worse by the COVID-19 pandemic. Another related issue is the fact that women have a higher life expectancy than men. Therefore, they need more retirement income and to make their savings last longer in retirement. If we consider what protections exist in Irish and European law in relation to women and pensions, most of them relate to access to pensions rather than pensions adequacy. So, for example, Part 7 of the Pensions Act which closely follows employment equality legislation, provides that occupational pension schemes must comply with the principle of equal treatment. This principle is that there is to be no discrimination on any of the discriminatory grounds, including gender, in respect of any rules of an occupational pension scheme. Discrimination includes differential treatment where one person is a woman, and the other is a man. While the provisions of the Pensions Act ensure that women cannot be excluded from a pension scheme or treated less favourably when they are in the scheme in question, this does not address the underlying issue identified by Insurance Ireland and many other studies on the topic, which have concluded that women tend to undertake lower paid or part-time work with potentially extended periods of absence from the workforce. In our last audio briefing, we discussed automatic enrolment. This is the new requirement that will be introduced into Irish law at the end of 2023, whereby employers will be legally required to automatically enrol employees into a state-operated pension scheme and provide certain minimum levels of employer contributions. Will this help to resolve the gender pensions gap? While it is likely to help narrow the gap, auto-enrolment alone is unlikely to close it. One of the reasons that has been identified is the minimum earning threshold for admission to the auto-enrolment scheme. It is going to apply to all employees earning €20,000 or more who are aged between 23 and 60. Employees outside of those thresholds can opt in if they so wish. If the 20,000 threshold were removed or reduced, this would capture more lower paid workers, mainly women, in the pensions net. This is the situation in New Zealand, where they also give women an upfront kickstart bonus to help build early years pension savings. It is worth considering whether the introduction of auto-enrolment in other jurisdictions has narrowed the gender pensions gap. Looking to the UK, where auto-enrolment was introduced in October 2012, albeit on a phased basis, this system does not appear to have made a significant difference in the gender pensions gap. While there are various published estimates in relation to the UK gender pensions gap, A recent report by Prospect 
found a 40.3% gap in pension savings between women and men, which is an average difference in pension income by gender of about £7,500 a year. It would be prudent for the Irish legislature to take note of these issues in designing the Irish auto-enrolment system to harness auto-enrolment as a vehicle to assist in narrowing the gender pensions gap. Is there anything else that can be done? The statutory requirement for reporting on gender pay differences is an important first step. The reality is that the gender pension gap begins with the gender pay gap. The more information we have on the gender pay gap and the more that information is publicised, the greater the chance we have of reducing the pay gap. As we see the gender pay gap narrow, the gender pension gap should follow. The current pensions tax system could also be examined to see whether it contains any inherent biases, especially where women take time out of the workforce for leave or caring responsibilities. Suggestions I have seen include pension tax credits being applied to pension pots where a person is not earning due to caring activities. Another point to consider is the division of pension assets on divorce or separation. In most cases, a pension fund is the second biggest financial asset after the family home. There is very little awareness in Ireland of the impact of divorce and separation on pension savings, and perhaps there should be more information made available to both spouses on this topic. Ultimately, it seems that whatever future pension reforms are introduced, they need to be gender-proofed to avoid embedding policies which perpetrate gender inequality and might prove to widen the gender pensions gap. I hope you found this audio briefing helpful. We have more information generally on the Gender Pay Gap Information Act 2021 online on the Employment Law page of the Arthur Cox website. If you would like further information on any of the points mentioned in this briefing, please feel free to contact a member of the Arthur Cox Pensions team or your usual Arthur Cox contact. Thank you for listening.